Buckle up and get ready, because your weekly news wrap awaits. It's time for Rush Hour with Amukta and Nicole. Hello and welcome back to Rush Hour. Uh, my name is Amukta. And I'm Nicole. Um, you know, our normal normal episode running today. Uh, we have some news and it was actually snowing for us today. So I think you'll find the news today a little bit relevant, at least on my part. Um, but I know Nicole's piece of news is a bit of a contradiction to that. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> um, but we can get started right away. So right now where you live, if it's snowing, um, you're not unique. Sorry to break it to you. But a bomb, a bomb cyclone um, is about to hit the United States. And what a bomb cyclone is, is just a really big blast of extremely cold weather. And it's unique because it's hitting most of the United States this time. The lower 48 states have especially have um, weather warnings. And we're not part of the, four, uh, the lower 48 states. We are actually... Yeah, we are a very high state up there. Yeah. So this is less um, less relevant to Washington, I guess. But it did snow today, so just be careful of when you drive. Um, no, no ice warnings were issued or anything. But I did see the road was looking a little white on my way over to school today. So, um, I just keep that in mind. Um, but this is the first significant Arctic breakout of the winter. And especially the Midwest is targeted, which is interesting. Um, low temperature records are expected tomorrow, uh, 40s, 30s, and even 20s and maybe below because I know our lowest temperature today um, is really, like really low. 14 or 16. Yeah, or I was going to say under 20 as well, uh, even though we're not part of that, those Midwest states um, still kind of affecting us. Um, and it is getting especially dangerous because in Tahoe, California, earlier this week, people were buried alive in an avalanche and one was dead. So people are refraining from skiing now, too, because a lot of ski slopes are where these avalanches are coming or not commercially ski slopes um, too much. But for those who like go off trail, um, it's it's definitely more dangerous for those people. And then along with that um, man who was killed, another man is missing, and they've just presumed him dead um, after an avalanche in Idaho. So, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting because even just like last week or the week before, everybody was talking about how there's no snow on the mountains and skiing is terrible and um, it's just like not like winter weather hasn't come yet. But mm-hmm. now it's kind of just like hitting us all at once. Yeah. And... Yeah, I know. It's I I have like a ten minute walk from my car to school every morning oh, because that's rough. the parking here is so bad. <laughs> but my face, like, luckily I brought a super puff. This is not an ad, but if you are looking for a good winter jacket that like keeps you warm in any weather, a super puff is literally where it's at. I get the coldest hands ever, um, even when it's like not even cold. But those, I I swear, I could go to Antarctica with no gloves, and if I just kept my hands in this the pockets of this coat, they would be completely fine for like at least twelve hours. And um, yeah, so while I was walking to school, um, 
like, yeah, my hands were fine. Everything was fine. But my face, like, by the time I got into the school parking lot, like, my face hurt so much. Because there was just, like, cold wind, like, blasting. Like, it was, like, hard to breathe because of how cold it is. And I'm, like, not used to this weather. I know that if you're in the Midwest with this cyclone, like, I don't know. You get, like, 10-degree weather all the time. But we even when it does like blizzard here i feel like it never goes below 20 or something i don't know um well i guess in washington it gets really cold at higher temperatures which is interesting so i guess it's a shock when it gets really cold at the lower temp like actual low temperatures yeah so that is interesting and my piece of news like mufa said is contradictory to this <laughs> um and that is that last year was the hottest year on record in history. Um, the global temperature increase was close to 1.5 degrees Celsius or 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Not from last year, but from this era that they call pre-industrial times, which is a period from like 1850 to 1900. And... You may have heard the number 1.5 before, and it's because it's the limit that the Paris, the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement set, which is um, the number that the average temperature can rise from pre-industrial times um, before there's irreversible effects of climate change. So we are basically on the brink, and I actually think that the... Um, the year that, like, the technical year that they measure this in doesn't end until January or February. So I think that scientists are um, predicting that it is going, the average temp is going to be above um, 1.5 degrees Celsius, um, higher than the average in the 1800s. So that is showing that there are now going to be these irrevocable, irreversible effects of global warming and climate change and i feel like everybody's been warning about this for so long um but i guess we have not come to um really like take it seriously and i guess it's because kind of winters like this where when we have this cold winter i think normal people are like of course there's not global warming like it's 14 degrees outside but um it's a lot more than just uh, it's the climate change that's creating these really really like insane winters that we're not used to yeah i think when people think climate change they tend to think like heating like just just warm right but it's called climate change for a reason so even if temperatures are a lot lower than usual that's also bad yeah and i think it's like it's in the Places like Antarctica with the icebergs where it's supposed to be cold, that's where it's, like, heating up, and that's mm-hmm. where it's, where the, the global warming is most affecting. But then there's places here where we do have, like, in, like, normal civilian, I don't know, just, like, places like the U.S., it is an, all over the world. It has been hotter um, than previous years, but we also... Like, the blizzards that we get and cold temperatures are not to contradict the statement of climate change. It's just another form of climate change that we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to take that into account. When you're walking to school today and freezing your face off, um, 
But yeah, so there's been a lot of hot weather, a lot of cold weather this year. I cannot wait for summer. I do not do well with this extreme cold. Even like I like the snow and honestly, I was so certain that we were going to get 2 hours off this Me morning. Me too. I woke up I think I woke up at um at around 7, maybe 20ish this morning. Mm-hmm. Um and I woke up later than usual because I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to have a we're going to have a snow Exactly. Day. And nope. I know. I had a test today and I was like, oh, I'm going to get two extra hours to study. Like, don't worry. We can go to bed late. And then I wake up and I check my phone. And it's like, school is not delayed. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, which is good, I guess, because my teacher said we would just have to take the same test in a shorter amount of time. So I guess it's good for my math test. But um, still, I just am so excited for warm weather and summer which is not around the corner it's in like six months but still that's still like where my mind is at um but yeah that is enough weather talk for the day (laughs) we are not weathermen um but we're just here to give you our insights on the weather that the world is experiencing right now we are just going to dive into our speed news now um amika do you want to start us off yeah i'll make this really speedy um the matches of uh, the australian open are in full swing with matches for women's singles men's singles and mixed doubles and remember this is a tennis tournament interesting i love tennis culture i don't play tennis but i i like just like watching it it's fancy yeah (laughs) exactly um this week pope francis announced his view on surrogate pregnancy calling it despicable and saying it should be banned because of its quote commercialization of pregnancy i don't know how i feel about that (laughs) i don't either um i guess that would make sense if he's the pope and it's like the catholic oh that's true yeah um, this is actually really good news, uh, but Cape Verde, I don't know how it's, that's how you pronounce it, but it's uh, been the first West African nation to hit malaria-free status in 50 years. Wow. That is, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I just, I just think of, like, malaria, and every time I go somewhere and they make you get, like, a malaria shot before you go, like, I am so scared that, because mosquitoes, right? mosquitoes just like have no mercy and i'm so scared every time i get a mosquito bite even if i've gotten the malaria shot like right before going like i'm so scared that i'm just like gonna get malaria and so maybe i have to visit cape verde (laughs) to be malaria free um that is interesting in other international news a 60-day state of emergency has been called for um as violence has erupted in Ecuador after a powerful gang leader known as Fito disappeared from prison this week. So Fito was in for 34 years for homicide and drug crimes. And an example of this violence that has been in the media is how masked men stormed a TV station taking hostages while cameras were rolling. So there's been just a ton of violence in the country Mm -hmm. and, um, Ecuador has vowed to catch Fido and put him back in prison, but that is interesting. I'd like to hear how he escapes. I think that prison escapes are so interesting. I don't know if that's, like, a good thing to be it's interested about, but, like... No, it definitely is, because 
there's so many like how questions exactly because prisons are literally like the most guarded like most security places in the world and Mm -hmm. especially with a gang leader like Fido who's in for like homicide and drug crimes Mm -hmm. like he's definitely in a prison with top security so yeah it's interesting to see how that happens I don't know if we'll ever know but (laughs) (laughs) hopefully hopefully yeah I want to I want to hear more about that. Um, but that is all for our speed news. Now we're going to end today on I have a good news story. And then Amukta is going to um, bring us into our third segment. Yes. And I just thought that I should share this story because last week I talked so much about murder, murder and death. Um, so I thought I'd bring us in um, to the good news with... The news that data over the past year has shown that the number of murders in U.S. cities has fallen by over 12%, which is the biggest national decline recorded in history. There was a spike in 2020 with both the pandemic, which caused understaffed police and also social social services and schools, which generally kept um, teens and other people um, out of trouble they like shut down or scaled back um and then also in 2020 the fallout from the murder of george floyd caused police to pull back and some enforcement uh, they pulled back on enforcement and then also because of increased tension and because um people like weren't trusting the police they were starting to resort to their own violence to start or to stop conflicts um but now that all of that has kind of gone down um violence rates have decreased to be the lowest in over 50 years that's really comforting i um, know <laughs> i'm glad especially with, like, like the murders and stuff. exactly because we hear all of this violence on the news but it's nice to know that like those are just the stories that are highlighted because they're happening but it's not as common as we may think yeah but yeah, that is our good news for today. Hope that give you some peace of mind. <laughs> um, and now I am so excited because we are bringing back our third segment. Amukla, do you want to tell us what this is going to be about? Yes. So the third segment today um, is going to be surrounding the Golden Globes, which um, which made a pretty big impact in the last two weeks. People have been talking about it a lot, um, whether it's controversial news or whether it's like good news of their favorites winning. But I thought I'd just uh, say out a list of the some of the top awards and play a couple of snippets from these um, play some snippets from these movies so that you you kind of understand you know what, maybe why they won the award. Nice. All right. Okay, let's get started. So um, I'm gonna say. The first three without playing any snippets because they're actually all from the same movie. And I'm sorry if that if that is a spoiler alert, alert for you, but I feel like we should have seen this one coming. Um, but the award for Best Drama Motion Picture was Oppenheimer. And I completely support this. I love Oppenheimer. I love the movie. I do too. And uh, that's interesting because the, di- the best director of a motion picture ended up being Christopher Nolan, who directed Oppenheimer. Okay. <laughs> and also the best actor in a drama motion picture ended up being Cillian Murphy from Oppenheimer. Um, he played Oppenheimer himself. So I love Cillian Murphy. I think that's a perfect choice. <laughs> Me too. I'm trying to think. Did Cillian Murphy also play... Um, 
yeah, he played the main character in, gosh, what's it called? It's called, Peaky it's about Blinders. that game, Peaky Blinders. Yes. I love Peaky Blinders. <laughs> I watch that all the time. That's like my airplane show. Anytime I'm on the airplane, I'm watching Peaky Blinders, and I just love the, the like, show. I don't know. It has, like, kind of, like, weird vibes. Like, it's <laughs> like you're in, like, a gang in England, but, oh. um, but I think it's a really good show, and uh, he's a really good actor, so I support that decision. I'll definitely put that on my to-watch list, because after Oppenheimer, um, yes. I've become a big fan of Celine Murphy. So let's hear a small snippet from Oppenheimer. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Nothing in our research over three years supports that conclusion, except it's the most remote possibility. How remote? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero would be nice. If you haven't watched Oppenheimer, go and watch it. Definitely, yeah. Um, but moving on, the best actress in a drama motion picture was Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon. I've actually never seen this movie before, but I've watched a couple of clips, and it looks like it's it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, now that it's won this award, we, you know, definitely, definitely go exactly. take a look. Um, but here's a small clip from that movie. Well, I didn't realize this was a race. I don't care for watching horses. Well... I'm a different kind of horse. Hong Pashi. Shomikasi Shiajimi. What was that? Uh that clip had very little context, but it's apparently one of the most um powerful and uh most watched clip from the movie, I think. It's the one that you usually see in the trailers. So Interesting. That pulled you in, then yeah, take a take a look. But moving on, now we're moving on to supporting actors and actresses. Um, no surprise, supporting best supporting actor in a motion picture was Robert Downey Jr. Um, from Oppenheimer, actually. <laughs> of course. Um, kind of, kind of saw that one coming. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but let's let's hear a quick snippet from his part in Oppenheimer. Are they really going to ask about it? It was years ago. Four years ago. <laughs> Five. No straws was once a lowly shoe salesman. Self-made man? No, just a shoe salesman. I can relate to that. Really? Yes, my father was one. Really accusing me of. There's a very, like, eerie vibe about the, like, Oppenheimer movie. With Mm -hmm. all the music, I think it, like, really ties in together. I think if it was, if there was, like, an, I don't know if there is one, but I guess there's, like, a best, like, motion, or soundtrack um well that's that's foreshadowing but i'm gonna talk about that a little oh, bit oh okay later. sorry for so spoiling. good guess though good okay, guess okay. um next we have supporting actress in a motion picture and that's davine joy randolph from the holdovers christ on a crutch what kind of a fascist hash foundry are you running here uh, excuse me ma'am do you by chance have cherries yes great and do you have ice cream Yes. Fantastic. Can we please get cherries and ice cream to go? And the check. Right away. So there's actually funnier parts of that, but um, I can't. we can't put that on the radio. So, okay. Um, You'll just have to watch it and see for yourself. You will. Um, next, our cinematic and box office achievement. This one made headlines. Um, 
and you probably know what it is, but I'll say it anyway. It's it's Barbie, of course. Um, summer favorite. I love that movie. So let's hear a little bit from it. Barbie has a great day every day, but Ken only has a great day if Barbie looks at him. Shredding waves is much more dangerous than people realize. You're very brave, Ken. Thank you, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. So those are some of the most iconic lines from Barbie. The hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. And you're very brave, Ken. Um, I'm a Barbie fan girl, so me too. Me too. I love Barbie. Um, on that same track, the best original song happens to be "What Was I Made For." So let's take a quick listen to that one too. What was I made for? Um, a little bit more context, I forgot to mention, that's by Billie Eilish, which is also a reason why um, it gained a lot of popularity. Uh, Billie Eilish is huge. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I also think the lyrics of that song are just like the perfect fit for the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really good song choice. I wonder how they found each other, because... I, I would never expect too. Billie Eilish to be like Barbie related. I know. <laughs> it's interesting, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad it is. Exactly, me too. And the next one is the one Nicole foreshadowed, the best original okay. score. It's, um, I'm probably going to say his name wrong, but it's Ludwig Göransson's um, score from Oppenheimer. Um, there's a bunch of different songs, but I'll play the one that you've probably heard the most. I've never heard the 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 track itself like by itself, um, but it sounds so familiar just because it played at the background of the movie. And now that I'm hearing it by itself, it's I really like it. It's so pretty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would definitely. Well, I guess it's not the classical that you would like. I don't know. I don't listen to classical music that much, uh-huh. but I feel like if I would, it would be like in the background of studying, and I'm not sure mm. that would be the best study music. That's kind of like not exactly like the study tone but no, i think that would just be yeah interesting an interesting subject to just listen to without voices over it yeah <laughs> well thank you mukta for showing us all of these amazing um movies all of which won golden globe so if you heard a clip that you, that piqued your interest um definitely go and watch these movies they're award-winning so you know that they're gonna be a good um but yeah that is all we have for you today on rush hour um we thank you for listening we will be back um in two weeks next week is our finals week so please pray for us to (laughs) pass our exams um so we're gonna take a quick break while we focus on those and we will be back in two weeks so stay warm and enjoy your weekends. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Rush Hour. If you missed it, you can always find this and all of our past Rush Hour episodes on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the music and conversation that spans generations on 88.9 The Bridge.